Welcome to Talk, Teach and Learn, an EdTech podcast brought to you by Firefly Learning, the trusted platform for whole school engagement, helping schools deliver a unified school experience. Firefly offers schools a way to provide a better experience for everyone through a simpler, more joined up way for the whole school community to work together. If you're a teacher or school leader looking to learn more about how you can consistently use technology to improve your teaching and learning strategies and classroom management, you've come to the right place. Welcome to this month's episode, where we'll be looking at the do's and don'ts of parent engagement. My name is Rob Eastman, and I'm part of the team here at Firefly Learning. Research shows that parental engagement in their child's education is a significant factor in achieving the best outcomes for the child. However, a strong school-home relationship can be a challenge for schools, particularly when everyone involved is busy simply getting through their normal day-to-day -day activities. So how can we go about making it easy for parents to get involved without adding to the burden of teachers and school leaders? Charles DeForge, uh, my old professor at Exeter University, he wrote that parents' understanding of their children's progress is founded on rigorous discussion, honest reporting, and swift contact when important information needs to be shared. By speaking with schools we work with, we've come up with four key areas of do's and don'ts which should make life a little easier for everyone in the learning conversation and address some of those issues that Charles has raised. So to start with, let's focus on the idea of easy and look at how schools are communicating. Here it's important to stay consistent in the way you communicate, particularly if you're using multiple channels. That might be email, SMS, newsletters and so forth. Consistency of approach means that parents know how important the message is or the nature of the message is simply by the way the channel that's been used to deliver it. If you make the messages accessible on a range of devices and wherever possible, reduce the number of clicks before they get to the information, <clears throat> this will also make it easier for your parents to open those messages, get the information in the first place, and therefore they're more likely to do so. Our don'ts here uh, include Pupil post, for example, which is notoriously unreliable, particularly if the news isn't good. So whatever you do, don't rely on pupil post. But also, don't push everything to parents. And by push, I mean actually physically send it out as an email or an SMS. Because if you do, if you push everything to parents, they're going to get lost in a tidal wave of emails and messages. And this brings me on to our next area, the idea of relevance. If you're going to engage your audience, then you need to make sure that the communications you send are relevant to them. So wherever possible, personalize communications and make sure that they are targeted to the right individuals. If I'm a parent, for example, I'm not interested in what year seven has been up to. If my child is in year 10, I want to see the stuff that is pertinent to my child or pertinent to me specifically. Because, again, I only may have four or five things in a half term which are relevant to me. But if I'm getting 20 messages, it doesn't take long before I just stop opening them anymore. I assume that nothing is going to be relevant to me. Multimedia is always more engaging than written messages. If you think about conversations that you've had, face-to-face uh, -face is great. Phone is, is good. It may be not as good as face-to-face, -face, but a phone conversation means it reduces that backwards and forwards of emailing, for example. Emails are fine, SMS are fine, but again, it, it's just written content. Whereas if you can use video or podcast, for example, as a different way of delivering newsletters, these can be far more engaging for parents. They also get to see a human face, the human side of the school. 
And these don't have to be the head teacher or the senior leadership creating these. Um, an after school club, for example, managing a school online magazine can be a really great way of getting the students involved. And student voice is something which is really engaged with parents, particularly if it's their kids that are involved in that. Now, the flip side of this means not producing mass emails that go to everyone in the school. Too much information that's irrelevant soon means that parents simply stop opening their messages and it won't be long before they actually miss something which is critical for them. It's also important to try not to be too verbose. Now, as teachers, we're all good at talking. It's a key part of what we do. But when talking to parents, often less is more. Try and get straight to the point. And make sure that if you have a, a call to action, something that you need them to do, then make this very clear. Make it clear what it is you want to do, when it needs to be done by, because then it's more likely to happen. And there isn't any vagueness or ambiguity in the conversation. Parents know what is expected of them, and this makes them feel more comfortable. Next up is making sure that parent engagement is the normal thing to do. Every other family in the school is taking part. And we could do this by trying to provide parents with a one-stop shop. Uh, we talk about one-stop shops a lot. Teachers are talking about it as a, as, as a thing in technology. It's very popular with them because for teachers, it simplifies it for them. They have one place they go. And it's exactly the same for parents. If you can make it natural to go to the parent portal, for example, for news or school trips or forms that they need to fill in and so forth, then that's where they'll go because it's where everything is. And if they're going there to get pieces of information that are important to them, then they may also see, all oh, right, this is where that particular piece of information is. This is where those forms are that I need to fill in every now and then. And part of that means that you need to make sure that you spread the word. So it becomes part of the day-to-day -day conversation with parents. And make sure you're relentless in this pursuit. It will always take time for a process to become embedded. And so you need to stick with it. And this being the case, don't give up. It can sometimes feel like a never ending journey, but you will be making progress. We always feel that by the time we're sick of talking about it, the information is just about starting to seep into their consciousness. So stick with it. But also don't push everything out in messages either. If you can encourage parents to pull information from a portal or from your website, then you're starting to train them to self-serve and look for information rather than always demanding it. And this will make life a lot easier for your staff, your office staff, your senior leaders, for example. Parents are starting to know where they need to go, particularly for information which doesn't change. It might be policies or information about bus routes and things like that. If they're used to going and getting that themselves, then that is less effort for you. And finally, let's look at what parents want and make sure that they get what they need when they need it. And this means talking to parents finding out what is important to them, and then making sure that the school supports them and tries to meet that need so that you value their input. Because you, you can do that with simple things such as, a, you know, you ask, we did sort of thing. They, they can see that actually they're not just ignored. You're not just paying lip service to it, that, it, that their opinions and their values are important to you. And use the right channels to communicate. So when should you use SMS or email, for example? When are parents happy to look for the information themselves? When do they need you as a school to alert them to something? Because what you're trying to do is, is understand that you know, parents are busy, they're working, they, they, they have all sorts of things they have to do in the day. And so we go back to you know, using the right channels, being consistent in those channels that you're using. 
but consider when you need to use them. Again, we're not pushing everything. It's that allowing some things to be pulled by parents from the site and some things that we're pushing out to them. The other side of this coin is making sure you don't over communicate. We touched a bit on this earlier on. We talked about targeted messages. But if we know what is important to parents, then we can keep communication to a minimum. And this will save time for everyone. And it also reduces frustration. How many times have you sent communications out and you just don't think they're being read? And maybe that's because actually the information you're sending out is either in a format that doesn't work for parents or it's lost in a whole lot of stuff that they just don't need to see. So wherever possible, try and keep those communications down to a minimum and don't over communicate. And don't be too early in your messaging. It sounds a bit odd, but if you send out information regarding the end of term, for example, straight after the half term break, then all of that detail soon gets lost in an inbox and you're going to need to repeat it nearer the time. Make sure that parents have what they need, but make sure they have it when they need it. So that's not too late because they may need to act on it, but not so early so that it gets lost in everything else. And this will reduce the number of messages that you have to send and it will help to engage the parents better. Parent engagement is a key part of the learning process and fundamental to student success. Sometimes it simply needs a few tweaks and adjustments for us to be able to bring parents into the learning conversation and then make a real difference to the learning experience of our students. That rounds up this episode of Talk, Teach and Learn. Uh, my thanks to you all for listening today. I hope you found it useful. But if you'd like to find out more, then do feel free to drop us a line at hi at fireflylearning.com. But in the meantime, have a great week. Have a great week, everyone. And we hope to see you again sometime soon. Take care.